Brandon Lewis here with the 10-Con Big 7 Digest. And I can't believe it. We've got some good news. We have got some good news this week, and I think that you're going to enjoy it. Got a little bit of technical difficulty here with what's going on with the uh, live stream. I don't think that, I think when conservative information uh, gets pushed out through big tech platforms, there's somebody with a little wrench in the background trying to make sure that it doesn't work. But we're going to proceed. Uh, do leave in the comments section what you think about these stories. Tell me about it. Also, tell me where you're watching or listening from. I've been told that I ramble too much when I do these podcasts. So I'm going to stop rambling. I'm going to make a brief announcement and get directly into the story. I can hear many people across Tennessee, thousands even, saying, thank God, move along. First announcement, very brief, Tennessee Freedom Summit tickets. Jason, if you would, post in the comment section the link. You can see the link in the description box as well. We've got some great speakers. We're adding some more on various topics that are about a more conservative Tennessee government. And if you really want to know what's going on in our state, this is an event that you can't miss. If you're an organizational leader in a patriot group, conservative group, GOP group, and if you want to get connected with people that actually care about state government who will really make a big difference uh, in how our state is moving forward, you cannot afford to miss this. We're going to have a great welcome reception at the Bold Patriot Brewing Company. And then we're also going to uh, move along to the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Nashville. We've got a great venue, but seating is limited. I did not want to get out over my skis, so this is going to be around 300 of the most important and influential people in Tennessee politics if you're conservative. Now, that doesn't mean being a Republican. We know that those are quite different, but if you're a conservative and you care about conservative government and if you don't want our state to be controlled by left-leaning corporate interests uh, as it is currently controlled, this will be a great opportunity to learn how to make our schools better, how to make our uh, government more transparent, how to stop illegal immigration, fight back against social media censorship. We're going to hear from folks that can help us uh, defend state rights. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit of information about Second Amendment issues and what really needs to happen to change uh, the hearts and minds of Tennessee's electorate so we can get more conservative people there. So go to Tennessee Conservative, no, sorry, go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com, get your tickets. Now, I do want to thank uh, everyone who has signed up, and we got a lot of people that have signed up for the host and the patron tickets, which cost a little bit more money. You get better seating, you'll get recognition, but the main thing is it supports our mission. Uh, we don't make much doing this. It's $147. By the time the dust settles, uh, there's no money left over. So I'm doing this to get everyone together as a service primarily. But if you buy those uh, patron and if you buy those uh, host tickets, it really helps us. And uh, you'll have my undying gratitude. I'm done rambling. On to the story. And this is a good story. First story. Tennessee Supreme Court says Governor Lee's voucher program not a violation of home rule protections. Praise Jesus. This is a great ruling. The Tennessee Supreme Court has overturned the decisions of lower courts and has found that the governor uh, and his voucher program is, in fact, not a violation of home rule protections. Opponents of the program have said it is a violation of those protections because it only affects David and Shelby counties. We would have been uh, in on this school choice initiative, but rhinos and Republican-controlled uh, Hamilton County killed that 
and they may have killed it in your area as well. They want to keep those kids in these failing schools for whatever reason. I cannot figure out. Back to the story. The program was passed by a slim majority three years ago. A decision was finally made in the Supreme Court case after the court adopted or opted to rehear arguments after dealing with last year's death of Justice Connie Clark. They released their 3-2 decision on Thursday. Chief uh, Justice Robert uh, Roger Page and Justice Jeff Bivens voted that it is not a violation, along with Court of Appeals Judge Skip Frierson, who was sitting in on the case. Justices Sharon Lee and Holly Kirby dissented, apparently wanting to keep children uh, forever and always uh, mired in an educational system that cannot teach them to read, write, or think critically. That's, that's my words. The decision uh, overturned rulings by Davidson County Chancellor and the Tennessee Court of Appeals. The court agreed with lower courts that Metro Nashville County and uh, Shelby County had standing to bring their claim but held that the educational savings account program is not unconstitutional based on the Home Rule Amendment, which requires that local governments be allowed to vote or hold referendums on legislative action that applies to only one or two counties statewide. In response to the decision, Governor Lee tweeted, Every child deserves a high-quality education, and today's Tennessee Supreme Court opinion on ESAs puts parents in Memphis and Nashville one step closer to finding the best education fit for their children. And the question that this raises, in my humble opinion, do we only care if kids in Nashville and Memphis have a good education? Because I'm stuck in a school district that I can't possibly in good conscience send my children to. You may be in the same situation. Schools that have failing scores, violence, teen pregnancy, CRT, and drug use in them. I don't want to send my kid to that environment for 13 years. Making them come out worse than if I had not sent them at all. Huge, huge disconnect between saying what we want for the kids. It's all about the kids and giving them opportunities. And I'm telling you, this recent uh, jiggering around with funding, that's all well and good. But if you're a kid that can't read or write, who's in a, a school full of bullying and, and, and kids that are doing things that are going to negatively affect them and their youth, that funding formula does jack doodly squat to get that kid out of that environment. And one huge argument that we have heard from McNally, one of the biggest rhinos in the state that constantly kills conservative uh, legislation, the leader of the state senate, is, oh, we can't do anything on school choice. Well, why, Randy? Rhino Randy, why can't we do anything about it? All because we got this thing tied up in the Supreme Court. We got this thing tied up in the Supreme Court. Can't do anything. Can't help the kids. Can't move forward. Tied up in the Supreme Court. Well, by golly, all the rhinos that use that as their excuse on school choice stuff, what are you going to say next session? What are you going to say on the campaign trail? It's not tied up in the court anymore. Let's get this rolled out to the entire state so kids can have an opportunity to get out of these failing schools. And we had bills that would have gotten at least the, the bottom 10% out of failing schools, and I, that died in the legislature at the hands of Republicans this session. Next story. Moving right along. Sullivan County Schools advertising to try and sway students to enroll. Sullivan County Schools have found themselves trying to recruit new students after a drop of enrollment totaling 540 students during this school year. The enrollment numbers are used to calculate the amount of state funding a school system receives and the amount of local revenue that is split in the school system. This drop, uh, this drop could result in a loss of $500,000 in funding. However, the school system already brings in about $2.48 million more than they currently budget for expenses, so they are not anticipating any financial issues. They expect additional revenue from an increase in local sales tax to offset the loss. Only in government education could you lose students, 
provide services that are so bad that people will not use them even though provided for free, even though their tax money is taken, about half of it goes toward educational things. When you've got a product so bad that you're forced to pay for it and then you opt not to use it, that should be like a big indicator that we've got big election, or not election rather, educational reform issues that we need to tackle. Tell me what you think about this in the comments section. I would love to know. When asked why the Sullivan County school system had lost so many students, the director of school said 390 of the students are being homeschooled or learning virtually through a program that is not under the umbrella of the school. The school system recently contacted those families by mail in an attempt to get them to return to school system and also utilizing billboards and other marketing materials to advertise the system's quote-unquote benefits. Please come back to our sucky, crappy schools where we can't teach people how to read, write, or do arithmetic and where we've got a bunch of left-leaning teachers pumping propaganda into the minds of children and, and we're, we're here for eight hours a day when it would probably take three or four to actually teach them what they need to know. How in the world they don't consider taking a child for 13 years and turning them out as functionally illiterate child abuse, I don't know, but it happens every day in Tennessee government schools. We need a change. Next story. Tennessee law to protect students from... I've got a phone call here. Who is this? My wife. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm in the middle of the Big 7 live broadcast, so I've got to hang up now. Love you, too. That is my darling wife. She is a sweet woman, and I did not turn my phone on airplane mode because I am a human. I'm not a professional broadcaster or a member of the media. I'm, in fact, just like you, an average Tennessean whose spouse calls them all day long because we got stuff going on we need to talk about. Next story, Tennessee law to protect students from digital obscenity and pornography to go into effect for the fall semester. A new act signed into law by Governor Bill Lee aims to protect students from being exposed to obscenity and pornography from digital and online resources in Tennessee schools. It is hilarious. Hilarious. And I hate to give you three really fine upstanding stories about Tennessee schools, but when your schools are so bad, you have to pass a law to keep pornos from the kids. Through online resources, you just know you've got a winning system. I mean, it's so funny. Like, you almost accept it. We shouldn't accept it. While many schools have a system in place to help filter Internet content, there are still databases and sites that allow students to bypass those filters. The legislation sponsored by Representative Terry Lynn Weaver, great lady, in the House, and Senator Mike Bell in the Senate, states that providers must verify in writing that their technology prevents a user from sending, receiving, viewing, or downloading materials that are harmful to minors. If a provider is found to be in violation, they must remove access to offensive materials within one business day of receiving the LEA or state agency's request. The law allows for concerned individuals to file complaints with their respective LEAs or state agencies concerning any perceived violation of new standards. The LEA or state agency is then ordered to review any complaint and take action if deemed appropriate. The new law is slated to go into effect June 1st, 2022, and that's not very far away. Listen, folks, if you appreciate what we do, telling you the truth that no other media source will tell you, I kid you not, we covered so many stories in the legislative session about illegal immigration, social media censorship, all this filthy nastiness in schools, and the fact that they can't educate our kids, and you will not find those stories, I, I, I'm not kidding you, you will not find those stories in a single solitary news source aside from ours 
as if they did not matter, as if it's not a problem, as if we're not dealing with this garbage on a day-to-day basis. And that's why you got to go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. And when you do, if you give any amount, you will get two fantastic bumper stickers. You'll get this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker because we don't want that crap here. And you'll also get this Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker. And hopefully this will change. We need more real conservatives up in Nashville. You'll get this directory of all your state reps and state senators so that you can call them when they take all the corporate PAC money and left-leaning interest money that makes them beholden to things outside of their district and they're constantly in conflict with what you want, you can tell them, oh, pretty please, do something that you promised on the campaign trail and you've got a small chance that it might happen. Also, if you give $50 or more or a recurring donation of $10 or more, you'll get this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. And I tell you what, you can put in, you know, you can put in Schlitz uh, malt liquor in here and it will come out tasting like nectar and ambrosia it is as fantastic transformative uh, properties uh, also it it chimes and and chimes god bless america at the top of the hour similar to a grandfather clock uh you just can't hear it right now it's very faint so please do go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support and jason is putting that support link in the comment as we speak next story no rambling Federal judge denies Starbucks' request to get back on the ballot in Tennessee congressional race. U.S. District Attorney Judge Waverly Crenshaw denied fifth congressional candidate Robbie Starbucks' attempt to get back on the August 4 Republican primary ballot. Starbucks was removed from the ballot uh, on a 13-3 vote from Tennessee's Republican committee based upon Tennessee Republican bona fides, including that he had not voted in three of the last four Tennessee Republican primaries, Trump backed Morgan Ortegas and Baxter Lee were also removed from the ballot on the same day. Judge Crenshaw denied the request for an emergency injunction on all of Starbucks' claims and instead sent the lawsuit to Magistrate Judge Crenshaw wrote that the request for temporary restraining orders and preliminary injunctions by their very nature are routinely emergency matters necessitating compressed time frames. Boy, these judges use big old words. That could have been made a lot simpler. And yet Starbucks was uh, informed the state GOP decision on April 19th and did not file his complaint until May 2nd. The judge also stated he believed that an injunction would be harmful for others as the state prepares its primary ballots. There is a strong likelihood that one or more of the defendants could appeal and would issue would remain in limbo, he said. All right, wait a minute. Next slide. Sorry, you only got to see Starbucks for a little while. Now look at this. Jason so very nicely put at the very top of this paper. Next slide. I didn't do it. Like I said, I'm, I'm learning. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not journalistic uh, material. You're just stuck with me because we have no other conservative uh, journalism outlets uh, that are willing to pick up the ball. It's just me and the Tennessee Star. So you have to kind of, you know, be happy with what you got. Next story. Oh, this is a good one. New Tennessee Titan Stadium listed as a $2.2 billion expense in Nashville budget document that you get to pay for. Oh, I love how... Tennessee Republicans are so very conservative that they believe in corporate welfare for millionaires and billionaires. As a small business owner, and you may be one, you may work for one, I've never had Bill Lee or anybody in the legislature all get together and harumph, harumph, and decide that we need to do something for small businesses in Tennessee. No, our tax dollars need to go to millionaires and billionaires and woke corporations, Ford Motor Company, Amazon, uh, NFL kneeling players, basically everybody who hates Uh, what we do as conservative candidates and in our culture. That's where we need to send the money. A new 
Metro Nashville budget request filed by Mayor John Cooper includes $2.2 billion for a new Tennessee Titans stadium. And we all know that Cooper, like, it just manages the finances of Nashville so wonderfully that they're not upside down, covered in debt, etc. Cooper recently wrote an op-ed about funding of the project claiming, Under no circumstances will property tax or sales tax increases pay for stadium construction or future stadium maintenance or renovations. The primary funding source for stadium construction will be the Titans. And visitors to Nashville and the stadium campus taxpayers will be protected in the event of construction overruns. B.S. B.S. It always costs the taxpayers more. Kennesaw State University economist J.C. Bradbury explained that using specific sales tax is no different than using general fund dollars from the city because it will have the same impact on the city's budget. You know, you take money out of one hand, it's going to be replaced by another hand, right? It will divert spending from other parts of Nashville to this new development. And Bradburn explained it's really just sloshing money around like sloshing water in a bucket. One side becomes deeper, the other one shallower. He objected to how the taxes were described as user-generated in the document and that its phrasing was intentionally deceptive. It isn't a ticket tax, and of course they don't propose a ticket tax because that is no different than, than the team just charging higher prices on its own. The reason other taxes are used is because they need non-customer payers, taxpayers, to subsidize the stadium. No crap. Bradbury called the report on economic impact that lawmakers used while pushing through the $500 million in state funding that the Davidson County Hotel tax hot garbage, not credible whatsoever, and a predatory study because it was not peer-reviewed and it was conducted by an unnamed predatory consulting firm that he says was paid to give positive feedback. And we got lobbyists getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to go out there, some of which are related to members in Tennessee government who stand to benefit from this and their household income. If it goes through, I'm sure they got a big, huge bonus for getting taxpayer dollars. I'm telling you, up there in Nashville, it is left-leaning corporations who funnel the PAC money, who pay the lobbyists. A lot of these elected representatives, their 60, 70, 80% of their money comes from these people. And that's why we have stuff like this. There's this huge, massive conflict between corporatism and conservatism in Tennessee, and corporatism wins with Republican leadership. That is the gospel truth. May God strike me down if that is not true. It is true. And this corporate welfare crap we do, can't get kids out of failing schools, can't find $100,000 to fight social media censorship ahead of the presidential election in the midterms. Oh, buddy, but we got a half a billion for woke NFL teams. This is Republican leadership. Can't do anything about illegal immigration, but we can do this. I'm telling you, that's why, that's why we got to elect better people in these Republican primaries. Next story. Semantics allow youth and juvenile detention facilities to endure solitary confinement despite new law. Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally helped pass a law last year to close a loophole that allowed juvenile detention facilities in the state to keep kids in solitary confinement. According to the report from a watchdog group, Disability Rights Tennessee, nothing has changed since the law was passed. Amazing that a law would be passed but not followed up by the administrative bureaucracy in our state. What? Never see that happen. Moving along, seclusion practices implemented at Wilder Youth Detention Center in Somerville, Tennessee, violate Department of Children's Services' own policies and further harm the young people placed in its care, said the group. The therapeutic response unit is where youth are subjected to solitary confinement. One teen, highlighted in the report, was locked up in a room that smelled of urine for 23 hours a day. 
McNally said we thought he'd taken care of this problem, and it's surprising that it's not. Let me ask you a question. If you locked a child in a room for 23 hours a day that reeked of urine, would you be in jail? You sure would. If you ran a business, say a roofing company, where three out of the four roofs leaked and fell in on people, but only one of the roofs held up to the rain, would they take away your business licenses? Yeah, but public schools, only one out of four can read at grade level. No, no changes in the law, no, change, no, no get people out of, you know, it's funny, our government does things that if we did it, we'd end up in prison or in jail. That's just a, it's just a bureaucratic oversight, no big deal, just government at work. Darren Goods, who oversees juvenile justice for DCS, said there are cases where kids are spending 23 hours a day or more in a cell, said that there wasn't a lot for us to change after the new law passed. Good said that the amount of time youth can be kept in therapeutic units was shortened from eight weeks to five days. Good claims that if juveniles can communicate from their cells when they are not being secluded, but Governor Randy McNally thinks otherwise and wants DCS to update the rules to follow the new year. Our understanding of the bill and the law is fairly clear, said McNally. I don't think there needs to be any other clarification than the department needs to update its rules. Too busy to worry with that. Got campaigns to run. Next story. See, I'm just slides behind. There's a picture of the John S. Walter Youth Development Center. I got to get better staff. I got to get some staff to help do this stuff. Three Nashvilleans plead guilty to smuggling drugs for Mexican cartel. Can't get anything done about illegal immigration. Nothing pushed by the governor. Nothing pushed by McNally. Nothing pushed by Sexton. No big deal. Move along. But the Chamber of Commerce and the NFIB wants to give licenses, both commercial and professional, to illegal aliens. We can push that through. Shane, Shane Reeves pushed that through. I can't remember who the House counterpart was. Billy signed it. We'll put magnets in for more of this stuff in our state, but we're not going to prevent it because the corporate moneyed interest, they need more customers and they need cheaper labor. And the school systems need more money per pupil. So that's why you pay for the education of children that live in other countries that come here illegally. Three individuals from Nashville have entered a guilty plea for smuggling millions of dollars worth of drugs. The trio moved fentanyl and heroin into Texas and then on to various U.S. cities on behalf of a Mexican drug cartel. The group was responsible for making the trip to the border with the drugs multiple times and their final stop in good old Tennessee rocky top before they were arrested court documents do not name the drug cartel the trio worked for but the drugs seized by investigators are valued at more 1.6 million dollars you know what we could do we could take some of those drugs that drug money maybe find somebody to sell them and we could have gotten that social media censorship uh bill through because it would have been in the budget we got the drugs sitting there the street value surely somebody will buy them i'm just joking sort of it is not known how many drug loads the group moved before their arrest. I'm sure this was the first one, and there wasn't like a million before then. The trio, who were all of Hispanic heritage, would cross the southern border at checkpoints claiming they were visiting relatives in Mexico. The group, who referred to themselves as the Suicide Squad, communicated with one another through WhatsApp, were arrested on 2021, August 2021 and remain in federal custody while they wait for sentencing hearings. No need to do anything about illegal immigration in our state. Let's just let's just create more magnets for them. That's the that's the solution from your Republican leadership up in Nashville. Working hard, 
You'll hear it on the campaign trail everywhere you go, but you're not going to see much done about it. I do not believe. That is the news. We had like one good news story, six not-so-good ones. That tends to be about the proportion I am sad to say. Guys, I want to see you in person. I don't get a chance to get out and see our subscribers to the degree that I want to. As I'm stuck in my little office, typing away, doing things like this, uh, managing the publication. So once a year, sometimes a few times more, but once a year I get to crawl out of my hermit hole uh, here in Chattanooga and go somewhere and see all of our subscribers, our supporters, people that care about fighting for freedom and liberty and conservative government here in Tennessee. And I want to see you. I want to see you there. Come show up. We, there's no substitute for seeing people in person. And guess what? If you don't like my rambling, now would be a good time. You could you could log off. I'm rambling here at the end. Um, but I'm here today on Thursday instead of Friday because tomorrow I'm going to my oldest's field day. We used to have field day in school. I always loved it. One of my, Probably my favorite day of the year. It apparently is also my daughter's favorite day of the year. And so field day is a fantastic time where we do lots of games outside uh, at Sylvia's school. And so I'm taking off work and I'm taking off of my journalistic duties, uh, keeping Tennessee free and safe, to go play with my daughter. You know, everybody says, you know, spend your time with them when they're young. Spend your time with them when they're young. And so I do blow off a lot of uh, career um, obligations, not often, probably not as often as I should, uh, to go spend time with my beautiful daughters. They're just fantastic. That's what I like to do. I like to go home, mill around with the kids, go on a walk, do whatever, joke around with them, mess around with them. That's what I enjoy spending my time doing. And, uh, I, you know, running this publication does take away from that from time to time. Uh, and so if you could help us get a few more resources in the kitty so that I could do a little less of that, that would be fantastic. And so that I could uh, help find some more people through subscriber acquisition to tell them about what's really going on in our state and you can go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. And if you gave enough money, somebody could like stand here and flip these slides so that I'm not like three slides behind on stories. Uh, but you know, you get you get you know you're just getting what you get here. But hey, guess what? You can't get it anywhere else. So be thankful. Be thankful. Maybe that's the the key to all this. Guys, I love you. I mean it. I hope you're doing well. If you know of any groundbreaking state or local stories, uh, do email them to news at tennesseeconservativenews.com. Do go to tennesseefreedomsummit.com. Get your tickets. Try to get a host or a uh, patron ticket uh, if you can. That would be great. If you have an organization, we've already had a, an organization buy a organizational table. So if you want to hawk your wares uh, or other things that you think conservatives would care about, you can do that at our event. I think we're limiting that to eight because we do have limited room. We do have limited seating. So if you want to be a part of this fantastic event, second year is always at least two to three times better than the first year anytime you do an event. So you're going to be getting us on the upswing here. Can't wait to see you in Nashville, Tennessee, August 19th and 20th. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and do subscribe to the newsletter if you have not. You know, people are like, oh, I'll follow you on Facebook. I'm like, oh, great. You're, you're seeing about a tenth of our stories. If you, if you sign up for the e-newsletter, you're going to get like 100% unless we end up in your spam filter, which occasionally happens, so check on that as well. Brandon Lewis here with Tennessee Conservative News. Love you, mean it. Let freedom ring. Talk to you next time.